Hi, I'm Amanda Pashuko. This is Sheila Lois Devita. I'm Gina Lovato. Hey, it's Anna Dunn. I'm Caitlin Bailey. This is Melissa Novak. It's Sean Jacobson. Hey, it's Bethany Nicole. Welcome to Sex Party. And welcome to Sex Party. Welcome to Sex Party. Welcome to Sex Party. Welcome to Sex Party. <laughs> Sex Party with your host, Dustin Ripka. Hello and welcome to Sex Party. I'm your host, Dustin Ribka. So glad you're here. How are you doing? Um, let me know on Instagram or Twitter how you guys are doing, how you're feeling. What are you doing? What? Uh, share with me. Share your lives with me. Open up. Um, on this episode, I talk with Stephanie Smith. Stephanie is the host of the Dirty Blondes podcast. Awesome fucking show. Awesome fucking guest. We talk about dating, um, what the hell's going on in the dating world. We get in depth uh, with stuff like Bumble. We compare sort of Bumble scenarios, I guess. Uh, Stephanie also gives us some value from her anal sex series she did on her show, her BDSM series that she did on her show. A couple pointers there. And yeah, this was a blast. Stephanie's cool as fuck. So enjoy my conversation with Stephanie Smith. This week's conversation. conversation. Stephanie Smith from the Dirty Blondes podcast. How are you? Welcome to Sex Party. Hi, I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, I'm awesome, actually. Great. <laughs> uh, that was a lie. Um, okay. <laughs> so, so for the people who don't know you um, and are seeing you, hearing you for the first time, could you intro yourself and, you know, talk about who you are, but also about your show, about your podcast? Sure. My name is Stephanie Smith. I live in South Florida, Boca Raton specifically. I have a podcast called Dirty Blondes Podcast, and it's about all things dating, sex, and relationships. Um, I talk about my personal life as a cougar. I talk about exes. I talk about, I have a BDSM series, an anal sex series, uh, an STD series. So I do kind of educational things. So it's a little, little bit of everything. I give advice sometimes if people write in. Yeah. And I feel like, um, you know, your show, there's like the main episodes, right? Like you have a guest, you're talking about something specific, um, whether it's BDSM or anal sex or, um, uh, like ass eating or something. There's a lot in the last couple episodes I listened to, there's a ton of ass eating. Um, so there's like, there's, there's topics, but then also there's like these separate mini episodes that are sort of like updates on your life with dating partners, all of that fun stuff. Yeah, the well, you know what? The anal sex series started um, because I feel like there's just a lot of misinformation and bad experiences when it comes to anal sex. So (laughs) my best friend came on and we decided to do a little mini series and educate people on how to do everything properly. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so that those were really popular episodes, I think, because a lot of people really wanted to understand the correct way to do things. Um, but yeah, there is a mix. So yeah, the, the butt stuff series is what we called it. That really (laughs) blew up because a lot of people were interested in getting, you know, more knowledge about it. So, yeah, I mean, that's really cool because people, I feel like, uh, especially now in in this, this strange time that we're living in and dating in and and all these things, fucking in whatever, um, (laughs) that they don't, 
it's sort of like we're in this in-between sort of purgatory where you are not sure where to go to ask questions, but there are podcasts like yours, like mine, like all of these, all of these things where you could get information, but to do an, a series on that, I think is really uh, intelligent. Um, do you think you could break it down like the whole series into like two or three or whatever um, little tips for people that are listening today that would be like, could take that and actually use that in their anal sex butt stuff journey? Yes. Um, okay. So my main tip, this is for the heterosexual males. Um, you cannot have anal sex as quickly as you would vaginal sex. Like buttholes don't lube themselves. (laughs) So I feel like that's something that I used to run into a lot with anal sex when I was younger. And I think there's just a lot of misinformation out there about, just how you can go from vaginal to anal sex. So anal sex takes time. It takes prep. It takes time. You have to be patient. That like Those are like the biggest and main factors of anal sex. It's mm-hmm. a mind game, basically. You have to really be prepared. <laughs> true. Very true. Yeah, I mean, and, and you would just assume that people would know that, right? And that would be your fault because it's like, why would people like, you know, but I think, I mean, I, you know, you or I would, be like, hey, you can't just jam it in someone's ass. Like, you have to, like... But, like, so many straight guys think that that's appropriate. Like, they think that that's normal. Like, they'll be like, wait, you use lube for anal? And I'm like, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Like, please stay away from all women if that's what you think. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, that's not great. Um, yeah. This is, like, basic science, I would imagine. Yeah, but it's... You know what? I think just the sex education in America is not great. They just constantly mm. tell you to abstain from sex, where I don't believe that. I think people are having sex very young. So I, for me, when I was doing... When I started the podcast, I really liked being able to give advice and inform people on my experiences. At least so someone could say, oh, that's relatable, or she went through that. I hate when I see people out there either spreading misinformation or giving bad information (laughs) or advice to people. So, um, so yeah, so I just, that was like the main reason why I had started, um, that series because I feel like a majority of women too, they have anal sex once and it's bad and then they never want to try it again. Or they're the ones that tell all their girlfriends, oh my God, it's the worst experience ever and it sucks and don't do it. And then that's why I think a lot of straight guys get so upset that women don't want to try anal. But it's like, I mean, they don't do it right. So, you know, there's, for some women, there's no point in trying. (laughs) Yeah. And, and you're right. Like, you know, your friend group, like word travels quickly right and it sort of stays there well you know sally had a bad experience i don't want to uh end up like that or whatever like whatever i think that happens um a lot really um is there anything else from the butt stuff series that you want to give to the listeners to the viewers that uh it's important um i mean those are the main things it really just takes time um i one of the biggest things is you as heterosexual couples, like you shouldn't go from vaginal sex to anal sex and then back to vaginal sex. That's a, that's just a breeding ground for bacteria and just a lot of issues. I think there's also a misconception about douching or giving yourself an enema when it comes to anal sex. Um, if you want to have good anal sex, that's the prep work that you have to put into it. And I'm not saying 
do an enema with the actual like medicated stuff that comes in it just with water. Um, but that's something that a lot of people don't think of when it comes to sex or when it comes to anal sex. Right. Right. But that is something like if you're scared of pooping, like if you do an enema and douche your ass before you do it, then you should be good to go and you won't have that feeling. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like it'll give you more confidence or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you'll be actually be able to like try and enjoy it. Um, yeah. Cause it is, it can be very enjoyable for women. You know, I mean, it's definitely, um, if it's done right, it can be enjoyable. And I think a lot of women, you know, there's just that misconception that it's not going to be enjoyable, but it can be, it can be if it's done right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I have friends, um, and like, obviously like girls that I've hooked up with that love it. Right. And then I have other people, like you said, who've never tried it and are deathly afraid of it. Right. Um, so Prep wise, are they are they doing the the enema water thing like the day before, the day of? Like, what's the timetable? Usually, you do it the day of. So, normally, as far as like eating, you probably shouldn't eat a ton the day of. Like, because th- that's the thing with like heterosexual sex, it's a lot of times very spontaneous with vaginal sex, meaning yeah. Totally. Anal sex can't, I mean, it can be spontaneous, but you're just, it's going to be a mess. Like you're, it's just not going to be the best experience that you can have. So if you want to have the best experience, I would suggest not eating a ton before and yeah. then make sure you go to the bathroom, make sure you douche properly. And then, then after that, it's really just, it's being patient, you know, it's making sure that like, whether you're using your fingers or toys to stretch yourself out and get prepped, it's using the right lubes and all of that kind of stuff. Um, So you might have to use some breathing techniques depending (laughs) on the size of, you know, what's going in. So it's just, there's other components to it, but, um, but yeah, as far as that goes, it's definitely a day of kind of thing, eating as little as possible and just, knowing that it's not going to be quick and, you know, in and out. It's just not, you know, it's not that kind of act. (laughs) Yeah. And like, um, something I would throw in there, right. Uh, from my side of things to to, to anyone who's listening, right. Um, is don't just rip it out when you're done. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) That's something like definitely jot that down. People don't rip it out. just don't, don't just rip it out when you're done. Um, yeah. So, so that's my, that's my tip on top of your awesome fucking tips. Um, so, okay. So you did a BDSM series as well, correct? Yes. Yeah. So, I'm in the process. It's just one of those ongoing things. I don't do yeah. it every, you know, every episode, but yeah, it's just kind sure. of an ongoing series. <laughs> Which is really cool. Cause someone can listen to those separate from your personal or your uh, main episodes, which is, is awesome. Right. I like to mix it up because I don't want to bore my listeners like because not everyone's into BDSM, which I get. And not everyone also is into my personal dating life. And, you know, so I try to mix up every week if I can. So, yeah. So what are some tips from that you've learned so far uh, that would be great for people like just one or two for the BDSM for the beginners out there? For the beginners, I mean, it's really just finding someone who's kind of on your level and into the same stuff. Um, There's so many levels of BDSM. Like, there's, like, really extreme stuff, like when you get into sadomasochism and all of that. Um, And then there's the more kind of, like, vanilla side of, like, oh, I just like to be spanked or, like, choked a little and, like, you know, starting to kind of flirt with that kind of stuff. So, again, that's something that 
you do have to experiment with. And I think it's just, it's finding the right person that you can trust. Um, Trust has a lot to do with BDSM. Trust and communication are like the biggest things because if you don't trust who you're with um, and you aren't good at communicating what you want or what feels good or bad or whatever, then that's going to be a very big problem and you're probably not going to have a great experience. Yeah. I mean, it's all, it's that, uh, that sort of feeling of, of safety, right? Like you, you'll, you'll get fucking degenerate as fuck with someone who's, who makes you feel safe. I feel that's Mm -hmm. usually how, how it goes. Um, and that's, that's not an easy thing. I think arguably that's probably the hardest piece of that is to find someone that you feel that you can be safe with and be fucking crazy with or whatever. Um, I'm wondering if you could comment on just from like a shame perspective, like a lot of people, I feel like, you know, I talk to a lot of people, you know, outside of the show or, or people I know, a lot of women who are, are like sort of, uh, nervous or shameful or feel bad about having urges with BDSM or anal or gangbangs or DPs or whatever their thing that they're into. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Someone with your experience um, who obviously knows a lot of this stuff and knows a lot about shame and has been through it. Um, what would you, what advice would you give just to somebody? You know what? I think with, you know, the, the feeling of shame, I think that's, you know, kind of, that's a, personal thing that someone has to kind of just like work through and figure out maybe why they feel shamed. If it's like society, if it's maybe religious backgrounds or family or friends or whatever, um, you know, if your partner is making you feel shameful about something, then maybe that partner's not the right person for you, but all the other components, I don't think that those people like, they don't need to know about your sex life. Like for me, this is what I signed up for. So my entire sex life is out there. So, um, you know, so I don't, I personally don't feel shame about anything. Um, you know, it's just, it's my choice and you know, I like what I like. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you're with a partner who's making you feel shamed against, you know, certain things, then, you know, it's your choice, whether you want to stay with that person or not. But, you know, that's, that's a completely different conversation than just like societal shame. But honestly, I always say on the podcast, like sex is supposed to be fun and it's supposed to feel good for everybody. So like if you're into something and you want to try it out, give it a shot. Like who the fuck cares? (laughs) It's really not like, I don't know. There's just like all these like stigmas. I mean, even though everything is very sexually charged in society now and everyone's talking about sex more and you know, advertising and TV is very sexual and all of that kind of stuff. And you would think that it, you know, people wouldn't feel shame about things. And, you know, it's definitely, I mean, there's less shame now than there was, you know, even 10 years ago, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm just one of those people where I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this or try this. And like, look, if something doesn't work out, it doesn't mean you have to commit to that. Like with BDSM, like there's so many levels and layers to what you can experience in the BDSM world. So, you know, there might be something that you try and you're like, all right, you know what? That's not for me, but I want to do this aspect of it or that aspect, you know? So I think it's just trial and error. And I think the more you kind of get comfortable with trying new things and, you know, kind of putting yourself out there, um, the less shameful it is, 
you know, there's plenty of, you know, websites that you can go on of like, you know, kind of chat groups and, you know, even Reddit and, you know, message boards and things like that where, you know, then you see these like, you know, firsthand experiences and even just podcasts. There's so many, you know, new sex and dating podcasts out there. So that's why I like to share my personal experiences. Like I don't sit there and say that I'm an expert. I, you know, I just speak from my personal experience. Like, for example, I have never been to a sex club, but it is on my bucket list to do. Um, I had an opportunity at one point where I was exploring that with someone, but it didn't work out. Um, Like we stopped dating. So I just never, you know, moved forward. But with him specifically, I was entertaining that, but I wouldn't do that with a lot of guys because I know they wouldn't be comfortable doing that. So it's like you have to find the right person as well to explore certain things with. <clears throat> yeah. And so that sort of like perfectly leads us to this fucking massacre. But like, what the fuck is wrong with dating right now? Like, I feel <laughs> like it's more of a mess than it was pre pre pandemic. I know we're not supposed to say like, it's not over yet or whatever. Yeah. Pre, I mean, I live in Florida. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, it's, it never, it never came to Florida. So. Yeah, exactly. It was like six months and it was over. <laughs> Miami baby. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So, but what the fuck is happening? Right. Um, I know you have a plethora of things you can pull from and your podcast is based on your part of it, on your personal experience. So I really want to get into that because I feel like we're in a fucking crazy place and there's a lot of people that they're just like lonely or horny or whatever, right? Yeah. But they, they don't even know where to, they wouldn't even dream of, you know, uh, matching with someone on, or even downloading Bumble or maybe somebody is. And it's so, um, it's such a strange spot that we're in. It is. I think part of the reason why dating is such a mess now is because a lot of people are going on these apps and you just see how many options you have. Like, not that I'm a 10, but I my Bumble, I like because I pay for Bumble so I can see everyone that's liked me already or swiped right on me. Yeah. I have 1,600 people that have already swiped right. Yeah, no, I'm not even joking. And that's not including Hinge. That's not including people who have slid into my DMs. Like, and that's just active people right now. So it's like, I have 60, I mean, not that I would match with all of them, but I have 1,600 people at my disposal right now that I could shoot a DM to and be like, hey, what's up? So when you start to see how many people are available and who's out there, especially with so many people traveling and you know, a lot of people during the pandemic, they up and moved. Like we saw it down here a lot in Florida. Everyone was like, oh, well, like the mask mandate's not happening. I can work from home. So I'm going to rent a long-term Airbnb or, you know, rent a house or, you know, whatever the case is. And you had so many people down here just, you know, temporarily staying. And there was a couple guys that I talked to and they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to this state next for, you know, three months. And they were hopping around from state to state. So I think there's, you know, you just start to see what's out there and people, they don't want to miss out on something, you know, like FOMO Mm -hmm. is real in every aspect of life. So I think a lot of people sit there and they say, wow, I really like this person. You know, they'll start to get to know someone and they'll say, I really like this person. And then all of a sudden it starts to get too real, too fast. And then they're like pumping the brakes and then they either break it off and want to keep their options open and not commit to the person. Or you have the flip side where everyone's like rushing in to get in, you know, to label something, which that's a whole other, you know, I see the two two extremes down here. I feel like you have the people that are rushing into, you know, a relationship just to have the label and, you know, the social media, like, oh, I can post this person now. 
whatever. And then you have the other aspect of like, oh, yeah, I want to like date forever, but like never have a label. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, first of all, 1600. Good for you. Um, <laughs> that's incredible. That's incredible. Um, uh, and I'm not surprised, you know, um, because that's that's what I was driving at that that what you just you just totally fucking nailed it. But you gave us a, a real world example from your Bumble account. There's 1600 motherfuckers that are waiting on the other side of the of the fence like, hey, pick me or whatever. Right. And it's I mean, realistically, too, like I said, I mean, it's not these aren't necessarily all guys that I would match with. And, you know, it's and some of them are probably out of state now. Like, I don't go that far back. I just like kind of see the mo like the more recent ones. But yeah. yeah, it's like when you start to see that many options. I mean, I was in Texas a couple weeks ago with a friend and I had received a message on Bumble from someone in Florida. So I had opened it. So obviously it updated my location from I was only there for four days or three days, maybe. And I had an additional, I was up to almost like 2000 people. Cause it was just like, I was a new person in the pool of Dallas. Rush <laughs> and, me. And so I was like, Oh my God. Like I was like looking at the numbers. I was like, this is crazy. But <laughs> yeah, when you see, when you start to see that kind of, you know, cause I think everyone nowadays is just looking for attention and validation. Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people are damaged and, you know, I think more people need to be in therapy. I'm very pro therapy. I'm in therapy. Yeah. I started my therapy journey like two years ago. And I'm very, I encourage everyone, if you're not in therapy, you should start because <laughs> it's like, you don't have to start when you're, you know, down in the dumps, depressed and have this catastrophic thing. Like you can, you know, do it to maintain your happiness or, you know, just work through things at your own pace. It doesn't have to be this, you know, like movie kind of like, oh, I have to lay on the couch <sighs> with my therapist. Like, it's not like that, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people, I, you know, I think there's, you know, there's kind of m multiple sides to it. Some people don't like the label because they don't, they want to be able to kind of cheat on someone, you know, like they don't, if they feel like if they have the label, then they can't still date around. So then if they do date around, then it's like, oh, well, we weren't in a relationship. So like, why are you upset kind of thing? Um, and then I think some people are just on the apps because they just like the validation of talking to someone and getting that notification, whether it's on Instagram or Snapchat or, you know, whatever. Um, I think that has a lot to do with it. I'm very transparent about my <clears throat> history with guys. I was a disaster in my twenties. Um, and I just, I, I'm, a Libra. So we are always like falling in love with people. That's just like <laughs> a very Libra thing. Um, so my friends would always laugh because every time I would meet a new guy, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm in love with this guy. Like he's perfect. We're a match, you know, whatever. And now that I'm, you know, in a healthier place with dating and, you know, my mental health and all of that stuff, I look back at some of these guys that I would either obsess over or cry over or whatever the case was. And I'm like, thank God it didn't work out because I really just wanted the validation and attention because they were hot and I liked the attention that they were giving me, but I didn't really like them. Like we had like bare minimum, very surface level bullshit in common. It wasn't, you know, this deep, you know, shit that's like, oh, they're my soulmate. They right. absolutely were not. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, I mean, um, you know, the the interesting thing is, is I feel like the last I don't know, 10, 15, I guess you can make a case for like 20, whenever Facebook started, then Instagram, right? Like mm -hmm. 
the um, the engagement was way higher in the beginning. So you're getting likes on your pictures. You're getting uh, all of this attention, the little fucking crack dopamine hits, right? Yeah. Um, and it felt great because you're like, cool, someone thinks someone would probably blow me at a party or what, you know, whatever your thought was or someone would probably uh, take me on a date or like whatever your thing was, you were getting like indications that you were correct. So it was like, you know, reinforcing your belief about yourself, making yourself feel good. Yeah. And and then, you know, uh, Mark Zuckerfuck just, <laughs> you know, decided to turn the dial down. Right. So now yeah. we're in a, in a space where nothing has really changed. Everyone's got a little older, but, you know, everyone looks better than they did 10 years ago. I saw the 10 year challenge, right? So we yeah. all look fucking phenomenal, but yet no one's liking anything. No one's whatever, because they're not seeing it, but we think we suck. So then we turn to dating apps and it's like, give me, I need it or whatever, you know, or whatever. And it's, it, you know, depending on your experience, that can be kind of like, uh, kind of fucking crushing a little bit, to be honest. Yeah. Dating is tough. I mean, cause it's definitely, you know, I think a lot of people also too, I've talked about this on the podcast, like, you know, I love my ladies, but I do call them out and hold them accountable because I'm very big on being honest in your profile as far as your pictures go. I hear it from guys all the time. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, look, I love an Instagram filter. I love, <laughs> you know, full faces of makeup and all that shit. But the amount of guys that I meet on a weekly or monthly basis and they're like, I cannot believe that you look exactly like your pictures because I put pictures on my dating profile that, you know, this is me with a full face of makeup on. So I'm not, you know, ex I'm not changing my face completely. Like I look pretty much the same with my makeup off. But and I give credit to the girls who are really good at makeup and can completely transform their faces. Like I can't do that. So like kudos to you because that's like Picasso level shit, but like right. that doesn't need to also be every single picture on your dating profile. Um, I think filters have no place on a dating profile. Um, I think that pictures that are older than six months to a year have no business being on a dating profile. So that's a lot of issues I see from the male perspective of, you know, them being so upset that they meet a woman that is just it, it's not the same person, whether they've gained weight or lost weight or they just, you know, whatever, whatever the case is, they just don't look themselves. Right. Um, and I, I just, I'm, I mean, I, and look, I'm not saying guys don't use filters. They just use them way less, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I mean, I've definitely run into guys where they've posted pictures from like five, six, seven years ago. And I'm like, all right, this is definitely like, you don't look like this. So <laughs> I think just being like as honest and upfront about like one, what you're looking for, and two, just like how you look, like, I think that's really important because the, like, people will be like, well, why did they ghost me? Why didn't they like contact me again or whatever? And I'm like, that's probably the reason why, like, I've looked at some people's profiles and I'm like, yo, you need to fucking like revamp this shit because like, yeah. this is not who you look like, you know? So. Okay. Well, if you have 1600 dudes waiting in line to, to, to buy you cotton candy, right. At the amusement park, like everyone's like, you know, that's, if that's what someone's up against, how does, how does a guy even fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, first of all, that's girls have more options than guys. That's just always how it is. Yeah, like if I'm walking sure. down the road and there's 12 guys and I say just out loud, I want to have sex with you. All, almost all of them are going to be like, okay, you right. know what I mean? Now, if the roles were reversed, 
And it was a man walking down the street <laughs> with 12 women. And he said, I want to have sex with you. Maybe one or two would be like, okay, you know, it's, it's different. And it's like, girls know that. And it's like, we, you know, I mean, I know that I have options, you know, and yeah. it's not, and like I said, I'm, I don't think I'm a 10. I don't think I'm anything special, but I know, you know, what I, I can pull. <laughs> so I can be selective where, some people who, you know, are lower on the looks scale, it's, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, it's looks are a big part of dating apps, but you better have a fucking personality. You know what I mean? Like there's right. definitely guys where like they're not tens and they're not, like, they're not even necessarily my type, but their profile made me crack up. Like their pictures were a really, really good representation of their personality or what they like to do and their conversation they were good at conversation like when we were messaging back and forth I was like oh awesome like this is definitely someone I want to like grab drinks with or whatever so I think that's where it's like if you don't have the looks part of it (laughs) you have to make up for it in the conversation and the you know the bio and the humor and all that kind of stuff because you know, not everyone's out of your league, but it's like, if you just go into it with a negative attitude and, you know, don't even fucking try, like, you know, cause there's definitely, there's plenty of guys that I've matched with that are like tens, like they're hot guys. And I'm like, you are so fucking boring, like done, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's, yeah, I think that plays a role in it too, but. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to, uh, you have to state your case, right? Cause, yeah. cause w- women are always going to have more options than men. It's just the way that it is. Yeah. Get over it. I fucking hate all that. Like who people like try to rally again. Like just shut the fuck up. It just is what it is. But it's like yeah. at the same time though, it's like, you know, there's a lot of guys that I, you know, I've run into that kind of play like the sob story of like, Oh, like, you know, cause they just lie <laughs> or they'll, you know, they'll skirt around the truth. And like, I'll say to guys like, Again, because like I said, I think earlier in the episode, I have fallen into kind of like the cougar category of dating. So I date a lot of guys in college and, you know, a lot of them just kind of like, well, just talk to me about just different stuff just to run things by me. And I'm like, you guys have to stop like talking to these girls like you (laughs) want to be in a relationship with them. I'm like, if you want to just fuck them, then like be upfront about it. Like you have to, but there's like a fine line too. It's like, you have to play the game. Cause like mm-hmm. I have guys that will message me and right out the gate, it'll be like, what are you looking for? And that is such a turnoff. I cannot stand that. Like we're on a dating app. Like it's assumed that at some point we're going to fuck if we get to that point. You know what I mean? Like if you want to, if you just are like wanting sex immediately, then go find like a sex worker and just support, you know, support their life. Like, you know, like it's don't be on a dating app trying to like actually like talk to people and waste their time. But, um, but yeah, I say to them, I'm like, there's, you can still have a normal conversation with a girl on a dating app and be a civil human and still get laid and have a casual encounter, you know, like just because you're asking them how their day is and like what they do for work and whatever, very surface level stuff doesn't mean that you're going to marry them. You know, like I've had to say that to guys all the time. They're like, well, you said in your you know profile at one point you were looking for a relationship. And I was like, yeah, not with you. Like, <laughs> doesn't mean with you, like in general, yes, like that's a goal, but like, that doesn't mean like, don't, you know, like get off your little pedestal there. <laughs> yeah. So this is very, very interesting that you, that, that we've come to a nexus point, I believe, because in my experience on the dating apps, which is not a lot, I'm sort of just like, I'm a fucking 
mess, whatever. So, but <laughs> we're all a mess. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. Um, when I match with someone, th- my experience on dating apps lately will say, um, I don't know, last like year or so has not been a lot. I did do the paid version of Bumble for a while. It was, okay. I don't know. It was okay. Whatever. Um, but you know, I get, I get a couple of matches that I'm interested in here and there and I will match with them and, you know, on Bumble, the woman has to message first, which is great. Yep. Love that. So then they message and it's exactly what you said. And it's, what are you looking for? Except it's the reverse, right? They're like, and it, when I say, when I feel like, geez, like that's how I feel right away. I'm like, yeah. uh, and I'm just honest because that's who I am. If you, if you listen to the show, if you watch the show, blessing and a curse, I'm just straight, right? Straight, straight as an arrow. Let's try to tell you how it is. And um, I'll say, don't really know. And they're like, unmatch every single time. See, okay. So here's the thing. So it's like, so from a woman's perspective, I feel like from a man's perspective, when a man is asking, what are you looking for? To me and my experience, they're looking just for something casual. They don't want the relationship. Like they don't want you to say that. They just want you to say, I want to go with the flow. I'm, I don't know, (laughs) like be very vague. Whereas with women, if I'm asking a guy, because I was in that position when I was in my 20s, I would say, well, like, what are you looking for? Because at that point in my life, I was looking for a relationship. So I would say, like, what are you looking for? And if a guy was vague about it, then I would be like, okay, well, like, I don't want to waste my time or their time. But realistically, I think that question is such a loaded and bullshit question because there really is no, like, right answer. Like, just because like I match with someone and we're on the same page about what we're looking for. It doesn't mean that that's going to work for us. You know what I mean? Like there's plenty of guys. Some of my best guy friends I've met from Bumble, (laughs) you know, like we were just like, all right, cool. Like, you know, we hooked up and we were, you know, had great conversation, whatever the case was. And then we were just like, you know what? Like, we're not really compatible. Like my friend Byron, he's on, I think episode like 16 of my podcast. And He's someone we hooked up like a few handful of times, but our personalities are so different. Like he's a fly by the seat of his pants, loves to travel, is always going somewhere. I'm a planner. I like to have things like planned out. You know, I'm not a, I'm not like that. And I think we just kind of realized we're like, all right, well, like we're cool, like friends. Like, well, I'll go to the strip club with him. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're like each other's like wing person kind of. Yeah. But I mean, that's someone I met on Bumble, but like at that time we were both looking for the same thing and it didn't work out, you know? So it was like no harm, no foul. So I think that question, I think when people ask it, it's bullshit because like, yeah, like I said a little bit ago, just because I'm looking for something doesn't mean I'm looking for it with that person, you know? Yeah, I love that. I love that. Like, people put so much weight on it. It's like, fuck off. Just, like, live in the moment for a second. Like, get to know each other. (laughs) Yeah, and and that's why this is, like, a nexus point because it's same question reversed, right? But you and I both agree. And and I love that. We're we're both on the exact same page there. And and on one one hand, listen, I get how fucking cutthroat, like, you you, you know – these women are that are connecting with me on Bumble. I like kind of applaud you for really knowing what you want and then chucking me off to the, but kind of, kind of, it's awesome. Good for you. That's amazing. But it's also like, it it is kind of like closed minded and kind of like, uh, it's annoying, right? It's like, Jesus Christ. Why do you have to start with that? And so, 
Yeah, we were totally on the same page there, which is very Yeah, because I've definitely done that. I've done that with guys where like and I've had guys too that have just been up front with me. Like if the conversation this is the best way I feel like the conversations go in my experience when we're having a conversation and we get to a point where it's like either a you know, a lot of time is spent talking within the first day or two days, whatever. And then, you know, obviously you see if you're vibing or not, you know, in the conversation. And then I've had many guys sit there and say, okay, look, just as a heads up, this is what I'm looking for. And I don't want to waste your time. Like if you're not into it, I totally understand and respect your decision, but I just want to be upfront because I don't want to waste your time. That's so much better than saying, what are you looking for? Cause it's like, it's, it's like, it's not even meant to be like attacking, but it's like when you put my therapist always says, when you say to someone, Oh, why are you doing this? Or why are they doing that? It's like more, there's more anger kind of charge to it. Yeah. So if you put it back on yourself and say like, what this is what I want. And if that doesn't fit what you want, that's okay. You know? So I kind of, I've done that before in the past where I'm just like, Hey, this is where I'm at. Like, especially with like, I work full time. I have this podcast. My schedule is like, I just, I know right now I don't have the time to devote to like one person to just like nurture a relationship that I normally would, you know? Yeah. So I'm up front with guys. I'm like, look, I have a sex podcast. I'm on two dating apps. I'm talking to a lot of people. Like, it just is what it is. So if you're insecure and that's, you know, that's not something that, like, vibes with what you want, then that's okay. And there's guys that are like, yeah, no, I can't do this. Like, you're, you know, like, you're a hoe. You, <laughs> I don't want my life out there, you know. And I get it, you know. Sure. But it's the same token. So I think, yeah, if you're going to try to figure out what someone's looking for, be like, this is what I'm looking for. Does that work with you? And then, right, and and yeah. don't shame it either way, right? Like, don't right. shame the person for wanting a relationship right off the rip or whatever. And you know, p- people who want a relationship shouldn't shame people for not. It's like again, we're at that shame thing. It's like Jesus, fuck, he just made someone feel like shit and whatever. Like, I'm cool with it. I think it's actually kind of funny, yeah, because it because it happens almost every single time. And I don't know if it's just where I'm at or like the area okay. where it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. What's um, dating like in Chicago? Like, what's like. I mean, Chicago is amazing, right? It's got incredible people. The women are awesome here. Um, people are really friendly. It's not like, um, I don't want to talk shit about LA, but like L- I used to live in LA and LA, like people, everyone's just like, fuck you. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. whatever, there's good people everywhere. It, it's just, uh, so there's that. The dating apps are like kind of a mess. And yeah. again, it might just be me because I'm a fucking disaster. Um, but also like when I go, when I go out, if I just go stand at a bar, mm-hmm. um, you know, usually I usually like someone will come up to me or I'll be next to someone and we'll start a conversation and I'll exchange numbers. Like it just sort of happens. Yeah. So I, I, and I, and that's been my, my life has just been that way. I don't know. I just like, like to be around parties and people and women and all this shit. So like that, that happens a lot in Chicago, a lot. Um, but then the dating apps for me, maybe I just suck at them, but it seems very, um, it seems very like th- for the most part, like I want this, if you can't offer it, get out of here, which it was not like that, like a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know what? I feel like there's, I mean, there's kind of been an evolution of it. Cause like Tinder was like the first one that came out. Then Tinder became like the hoe app. 
Then Bumble was the more relationship app. Then now that's still a hoe app because everyone's like either banned from Tinder or is just like there's so many bots and fake accounts that they don't right. want to use it. So now Hinge is like the relationship app. But like even Hinge, like there's guys that I've talked to and they're literally in hookup mode of like, I only want to fuck you. So it's like, you. I mean, you're going to run across that on every app. But um, I guess my best advice is like I, I used to take – dating apps very seriously. I went in with my whole heart. I'm the bitch that's like once wanted the fairy tale and like, where's my heart on my sleeve? And like, that was very me in my twenties. So I went in thinking of like, okay, I'm taking this seriously. So everyone that I'm matching with or seeking out is going to be taking this as seriously as me. And like, there's guys that I've run into on there that are just trolls like they just want to piss women off and just like say nasty shit just because they're bored <laughs> and that's what they want to do you know so you have everyone has a different motive on the apps you know i mean i've even seen guys just are, that are like photographers like i live in south florida like everyone you know is content creating and doing shit sure. down here yeah. so it's like i've seen guys on the apps like just for like to be like hey i'm looking for models that are like I, like unpaid models. I just need your time like to shoot different things or whatever. So you, I mean, everyone's using it for something different. So I think that's where people sometimes like they get this tunnel vision of like, this is what I'm looking for. And this is only what I can be looking for. But I, I don't know. I mean, one, once I kind of let loose a little bit more and just was like, all right, let's just see how these conversations go and see what happens. I had a lot more fun with it because it was less pressure. It was less stress. I was able to just to kind of like take the weight off of my shoulders and just be like, all right, let's see what happens. And I've met a lot of great people that like I still hang out with or keep in touch with, or they'll hit me up and be like, Hey, I'm having like relationship problems. Like, can you give me your perspective? Like whatever. So it's like, I've met a lot of great people, but I like meeting people and chatting with people. So maybe it's not the same for everyone. <laughs> yeah. I think they just see like my, my devil horns, like coming out, like from, and they're like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> like, that's what, that's how it feels. So it's like, whatever I get it. I deserve it. Sure. Um, okay. So I want to dive into your, uh, your dating life a little bit. If we okay. can, um, so you identify as a cougar or you call yourself a cougar, right? Yes. I, I don't know. Can we do that at 34? I, I, I feel like that's so early. This started in my 20s, my late 20s. So Why? I, so, okay. So here's the thing. I have a lot of guys that reach out to me and will call me even a MILF. And I'm like, oh, I'm not a, you know, I don't, I don't have kids, so I can't really be a MILF, you know? Right. And so now there's like on Urban Dictionary, MILF is also, there's like a secondary term instead of mother I'd like to fuck, it's mature I'd like to fuck. So I think the younger generations, like, cause MILF for us, uh, you know, I think it's more like the Stifler's mom of like yeah, the teen like fucking the mom in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and you know, whatever. <laughs> so... With and then with a cougar, to me, I kind of always struggle with it. I always just kind of like lumped them in the same category, but like obviously a MILF was mom, you know? So that was like, yeah. that was my thought process. But now with these younger guys, like m so many of them are like, no, you're still a MILF. And I'm like, mm, but like, I don't have kids. So like, am I? <laughs> so yeah, so I kind of have, yeah, fallen into the cougar category. Like I said, I'm 34. Um, I mean, the guy that I'm seeing right now is 21. I've hooked up with one of the, like, I hooked up with an 18-year-old. Accidentally, I didn't know he was 18, but, like, he was graduating sure. high school the next day. <laughs> like, what? 
No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I found that out. I almost had a heart attack. I was like, um, No, tell us that story. Tell us that story. So we had matched on Hinge, and he, I don't know if his age just, like, wasn't on there or if it was wrong, but he had his college in there. So I'm like, oh, he's in college. So I'm like, whatever. So we had hooked up once. He came over again. I think it was, like, a week later or something, and he was like, I can't really stay as long as I did the last time. And I was like, okay, no problem. Like, I have, <laughs> I have work the next day, you know, like, whatever. And he was like, yeah, I'm graduating high school tomorrow. And I was like, pardon? <laughs> so he – I was like, are you 18? And he was like, yes, I'm 18. He was like, oh but I'm graduating God. high school tomorrow. And I was like, I thought you were in college. And he's like, no, I'm starting college in August. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So that was my the youngest that I've been with, 18. So when I was 30, I think three was when we had hooked up. So <laughs> Wow, um, damn. But yeah, I mean, we're the town that I live in, there's two colleges in town. Um, and then there's like a lot that are nearby. So there's a ton of college kids just like in the area. Um, and yeah, I originally like when I started dating, so my first boyfriend was 20 years older than me. I was 19 and he was 39 when we met. Um, and that was on and off for like 10 years. We were long distance. It was a disaster of a relationship because he had mental health issues. He was bipolar. He was a addict. Um, he had PTSD because he was a Marine. So there was just a lot of, you know, layers and shit to that. Um, and then I started dating more my age after I kind of got over him. And then as I hit my late twenties, um, that's when like some of the younger guys, not like only a few years younger than me, but they would still even kind of call me a mill for a cougar, even though I was like maybe like three years older than them or four years older. And then, yeah, then I just started to embrace it as I got into my thirties. Um, I think part of the reason why, too, is I used to be 400 pounds. I was very overweight my all of my 20s, and I had bariatric surgery. Um, well, it's like three years ago, I guess now, or four years oh, ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I in my 20s, I didn't like how I looked, you know, so I feel like I felt like I missed out on my 20s. So I think yeah. part of the reason now why I'm going for these younger guys is because I'm not in a place where I feel like I can actually nurture a healthy relationship. And then on top of it, I'm like, all right, I'm on the same page as them with like partying and drinking and like my schedule's kind of weird. And um, I obviously feel a lot better about my looks. <laughs> so the fact that these like young, hot college guys are like, hey, what's up? I'm like, uh, yeah, hello. It's like the <laughs> additional validation for me. So that's why I'm kind of just like riding that wave. <laughs> No, that's so. so fucking cool. That's so like I, that is uh it fits. The puzzle piece fits, right? Like all you checked all the boxes for for your situation like better yeah. than better than anybody could because there probably is a little like I missed out and I'm going to get mine, right? Yeah, I fucking totally I definitely, get that. Cuz my whole 20s I was worried about my my ex lived in a different state and so I was just constantly dealing with his bullshit of like being in and out of hospitals or suicide attempts and like all this stuff so I yeah. grew up very like I was dealing with a very adult level shit when I was in college and you know, whatever, everyone deals with things at different points in their lives. But yeah, I, that was something that like, I grew up very fast and I kind of like having these like young college guys that are just carefree and just like want to hang out or like this one guy that I'm kind of seeing right now, like he comes over for like three days at a time and he'll just like camp out at my house and just like we play house and then he goes, like I haven't talked to him in a week, but then he'll resurface again. So it's just, <laughs> like, it's kind of nice. It's like, yeah. I don't know, there's... <laughs> 
<laughs> There's no pressure, really. So. <laughs> yeah, I listened um, to those episodes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very cool. I'm, I'm invested. I want to. I want to know, um, like, what where that goes. So, so can can you talk a little bit about what um, a snapshot of your dating life looks like? Uh, what is like a typical day or week or situation? Are you are you going on multiple dates? Are you just hooking up with multiple people? Is there one or two? Um, it varies week to week. Like I'm kind of in like a dry spell right now. Like this mm. guy that, um, I, you know, the 21 year old that I just kind of alluded to, he has been kind of like the main person that I've been seeing. But I mean, I, I'm trying to think the last time I saw him, it's been like over a week since I've seen him or really even talk, or it's been a week since we've talked and like over a week since I've seen him. Right. Um, but we're both kind of like going with the flow. We both know that we're seeing like other people. Um, we're both actively on Bumble um, there's some weeks where I have like two, three, four dates in a week and then other weeks that I have nothing. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, it just depends on the person. I mean, there's definitely guys that I match with and I'm just like, yeah, I just want to fuck them, you know? And then I just like, you know, if they're civil people and like the conversation's decent, cause like, I don't like to reward bad behavior. That's like one of my things. So it's like, sure. even if I think a guy's hot and I'm like, yeah, I'd fuck them. If they come in hot in the messages and, like, the messages are cringy or rude or whatever, then I'm like, nope, you're not going to get fucked now. So it all depends on, like, the delivery and kind of how it goes. But, yeah, there's definitely guys that I'm like, all right, let's just, like, do this. <laughs> and then other guys, depending on the, how the conversation goes, I'm like, oh, I'd date them and, like, actually get to know them. Um, but honestly, I mean, with the way that my life is and the guys that I date, cause again, they're young, they're in college, they're, you know, living their twenties and whatever. I think a lot of them, you know, they see me as this like hot cougar that they like want to, you know, like either spend time with or just fuck whatever. But a lot of them do get intimidated by the podcast. So I think the podcast is like, you know, it's good and bad. It weeds out a lot of guys. Cause like I can't date an insecure guy. Um, you know, so that's just, it weeds out yeah. the insecure guys, which is great. But at right. the same time, it's like, I feel like a lot of guys don't trust me. So, which whatever, I mean, it's, you know, teach their own. I've never done anything to make them not trust me. So that's like their own shit. But, um, but yeah, it's a, it, it's a slippery slope sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Cause they just assume you're going to air out all your, or their fucking fetishes and kinks and shit on your podcast. Yeah. And like some of them, well, and it's funny because some of them, I put it in my dating profile. So there's no surprises. So I've had guys that are like, I want to be a guest. I've had guys that are like, I want you to talk about me. Cause like, they want to be able to like send it to their friends and be like, Oh, look what she said. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, let's like say that after we have sex, because it's like, I've had a lot of guys that are like, Oh yeah, I'm going to like blow your mind. And I'm like, you did not do anything. <laughs> you just gave me a headache. Get the fuck out of my house. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, yeah, it definitely, it's good and bad with the podcast as far as that goes. But yeah, I think a lot of guys too, like I always say, I don't name names on the podcast unless it's someone that knows that they're being named, like my mm -hmm. friends and stuff like that. Like I'll call them by their first name, but guys that I'm dating, I'll either make up a code name for them or be like, this is like the guy du jour of like who I'm dating. Cause sure. no one ever really sticks around long enough or it just kind of fizzles out. Cause that's just how dating is. It's like, I feel like the most I've ever dated someone recently is like two months. And then usually that's two month mark. It's like, it's out. So yeah. Yeah, it's a quick cycle. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fucking fantastic. Uh, it should be a quick cycle, you know? You got <laughs> stuff to do. Um, yeah. 
Okay, so can you give a story? It doesn't have to be like a horror story. It can be, or it could be like a fun, whatever. Just something uh, that's the 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 most uh, like I don't know. The, the wilder, the better. Give us a dating story. Something that happened to you recently. Um, recently. Oh mm-hmm. gosh. Um, semi recently. It doesn't have to be yesterday, but you know. Yeah. No, I was gonna say I haven't even been on a date really. <laughs> <in> like, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Well, I, so I've talked about this on a previous episode, but I, I've just had guys coming out of the woodwork lately. Like I'm very big on, like, I used to, when I was younger and insecure and like, you know, didn't have any like self-love and all that kind of stuff. I definitely was the type of girl that like would let guys get away with murder and I would just allow them to come back and just walk all over me and treat me like shit. And now I'm very much the opposite. Um, I feel like I always had it in me, but I just had such a bad relationship with guys and I was looking for such validation and attention from them that I was just allowing stuff to happen, even though deep down I knew it wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. So recently I've just had a lot of guys that like, you know, I thought things were going great. And then they were just like, nope, you know, I'm seeing someone else. And it like, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, cool. Like, best of luck to you. You know, like I'm seeing other people too. Like, and, um, and now they're all coming back through the woodworks. Like I had this one guy, he just literally texts me right now. He doesn't, he's not even saving <laughs> my phone anymore, but I know his, like his area code, but, um, yeah, like he, like he had a crazy ex, like his ex, um, had deleted me off of his Instagram and he didn't know. And like, I don't know, some bullshit story. And I'm just One like, and I said, yeah. And I was like, honestly, I'm like, if we didn't work out the first time, like, I don't know why you're trying to, you know, to work out the second. I had another guy too, that he wanted a open relationship. That was like, that's something that he likes is an open relationship. And I've never been in an open relationship. I would entertain it with a certain, you know, a certain person if I really trusted them. Um, with him, the way that he just, you know, through our discussions, I was like, all right, I can trust this guy to like, you know, potentially entertain that. We were talking about going to sex clubs together, um, you know, and just like, he was definitely into more of the cuck holding part of it, not being in person, but he was just like, I like that you're a hoe. And like, I want you to like have fun. And like, mm, I yeah. want to know all about it. And I was like, all right, cool. I've actually had two guys like that, um, that were like very into like, I don't really want to sleep with other people. Like I will, if I have the opportunity, but like, I want you to go out there and like fuck other people and be like, my boyfriend wants me to film this and you know, whatever. So like I got into that for a little bit where like I was, um, yeah, I was like telling some of these guys, I'm like, Hey, like I do have a boyfriend, even though we weren't really like in a relationship, but they didn't know the details. So I'd be like, hey, like, I have a boyfriend. He, like, is okay with me fucking you. But, like, he wants, like, video, like, of it happening. And, like, some guys were just kind of like, mm, like, <laughs> all right. Like, they were like, because it's, like, a weird request. Obviously, it's not a very common thing. Yeah. Um, and, like, because I think they were more afraid of, like, oh, like, does he live here? Like, is he going to come over? And I'm like, no, no, no. It's, like, not like that. I just, like, need to send him a video. <laughs> Right. Um, so that's probably, I guess, maybe the like the craziest, most recent stuff is like entertaining the open relationship, taking, you know, these videos with these guys where like they knew about it and entertaining sex clubs and that kind of thing. So, yeah, because it, it sounds hot, right? It sounds like like pornographic, like Pornhub, yeah. right? Right where you're like, oh, shit, OK, whatever. But then on the other side, it's like, man, wait a minute. My you're, my logical brain stepping in and has a, something to say. And it's like, this kind of sounds like the beginning of a Saw movie, you know? So yeah. you never really know. Yeah. Well, I think it's funny, too, because both guys that had 
asked me to do this, like to have like the kind of open relationship situation and wanted me to sleep around and they liked that I was slutty and all this stuff. They were the ones who ended it with me and we didn't even really get that far, which was funny. Like we had, we had talked a lot, but like, we didn't really see each other in person that much. It was like, you know, just conflicting schedules and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, they both ended up seeing other people and getting into relationships, like serious monogamous relationships after me. Then both of them broke up with each, you know, their significant others and then came back to me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. Like you, you had your shot. I was giving you every single thing that you asked for and immediately no. like best of luck to you. You're going to have to find someone else. And they still, they hit me up all the time. I'm just like, (laughs) I'm good. Like you lost your chance. I gave you literally everything that you wanted and that still wasn't enough. So yeah, because you gave them that deep dark fantasy uh, in in real life, so now yeah. they're they're like tainted because you gave it to them. It's probably not super easy to find someone who's as open as you are. I mean, they're out there, right? But it takes a little longer. Yeah, I think it's for me. I'm just like I'm balls to the wall with it. Like I've had a lot of guys though say like even it's funny because like I've had guys say to me um like they'll match with me and then they'll start to ask like obviously more sexual questions of like oh are you into BDSM or like if it, this was pre-podcast even like so it wasn't yeah. out there for them to like even research me and once I would get into the conversations, I'm always very upfront with that stuff. And they would be like, I knew it. You have like these like fuck me eyes and like, and I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, I don't like, is that really a thing? Like, or is that just a line? But I hear it all the time. So, um, I guess people just think I have like a devious side to me, I guess, in my profile pictures. (laughs) Yeah. That's that again, like here we are at another like nexus point because pre-pandemic that's how all my bumble and tinder and personal face-to-face everything was like you have a something something about you like you got a secret or da da da. you're rough and bad or whatever yeah um and now it's all like what are you looking for you know (laughs) goodbye or whatever so it's like what the fuck so it's definitely um it's definitely different i'm sure i feel like as we get into like summer people are just gonna fucking lose it especially here in chicago like we've been off the the covid stuff for like just a month or whatever it's oh my been gosh, really? two months or something right so in summer it's gonna be like fuck everyone so yeah. things will get things will get better for me um plus i don't even really know i like all of my own shit that i'm dealing with it's like why do i want to add someone else's bullshit to that you know right see that's the thing like too i think i've gone through so much just like heartbreak and turmoil and drama with all my past relationships that's why like again and look maturity and age like i feel like they're two separate things like you can be young and mature and old and immature so it's like there's you yeah. know some of my friends they don't get the cougar thing they're like i don't get why you date younger and i'm like look i've had some of the best conversations that i've had with some guys that are like 19 20 21 like it doesn't right. matter that they're that age like they're holding better conversations than guys my age so i'm <laughs> like it's like i don't mind it but um but yeah they're just like more carefree and like into like you know just like kind of going with the flow, which I like. Um, whereas, you know, I've the drama, I can't like, I'm like, my peace is more important. My mental health is more important than anything. And it's it's going to take such a significant person to change my mind of like, all right, 
you're worth being in a relationship with. Like I'll play house with someone all day. I don't care. I love cooking. I love like catering to guys that I'm with. Like I've had guys that are into like the whole, even like mommy fantasy because like I'm older. So that's been like a whole aspect of like things that I've kind of like heard throughout my cougar journey. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, it's like, it's definitely, it's nice not having the stress and drama of a relationship, but like also having the companionship. It's like, there's a fight. And I feel like, honestly, that's what a lot of people want. I think that's why dating is such a mess. I think so many people, they want companionship, they want consistency and they want that security, but they don't really want to commit because it's like, once you're committed, then your problems become their problems and their problems become your problems. And like all of that stuff starts to like, it gets very serious because then you have the families. When are you going to get engaged? And all, you know, all the things that fall into place. (laughs) So I feel like, I feel like that's why so many people are fucked up with dating. Cause like they don't know what they want because they're just like my mental health and my peace of mind is more important, which I get it. I I'm there. (laughs) Yeah, I love being single, but it's like it doesn't mean I don't want to like have someone that I can hang out with or you know, have sex with or go to lunch with or dinner or whatever the fuck it is, right? Right. But I it, it's weird because even trying being that open like I just was uh and, and with everybody who who I match with or whatever, um it's like a 95% like oh, I can't or whatever or whatever rate. Yeah. So whatever. Um, so, but yeah, but being, I love being single, the, the peace of mind and like, you know, I'm doing the podcast, the creative shit, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you're on your own fucking schedule. Sometimes you're, it's like four in the morning and you can't find what fucking Canva file or whatever the <laughs> fuck, right? Like you, you, you gotta do your own thing. And I, and I, that's too valuable for me, that space, you know, I, yeah. I don't want to bring somebody else into it. Yeah, no, so. I get it. I totally get it. But it is like, again, it's nice to have the companionship or the consistency because it's like, I think that's too, like with hookup culture, it's a mess because I think so many people just want to hook up with as many people as they can, or they use that as such a defining thing. Like I've had so many guys basically being like, look, I don't want a relationship unless the girl's good in bed, which like, I agree. Sex is very important in a, in a good relationship. I think that's a, you know, I think that is very important aspect of it, especially if you're both sexual people. But at the same time, like the first time you have sex with anyone is typically not the best. Like you can have good sex your first time, but it's still, if you keep having sex with that person, it's only going to get better. And I think people forget that too. So it's like, everyone's so quick to just get like, to check off the box of like, yeah, I fucked this person. They were okay. Like I'll keep them on the back burner or they'll be my main person until I find someone else that's better in bed. Like, I feel like that, you know, everyone does the physical stuff before they get to the emotional stuff. You know, I like, I fucked more guys than I've been out in public with them. You know what I mean? Like I never meet the friends. I never meet, you know, whatever. It's like, don't go on dates with a lot of them. Like, I'll just be like, yeah, come over. Like we'll hang out. I'll make dinner, like whatever. But it's, yeah, I think just everything's very backwards with dating. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's, yeah, completely true. Everything is like upside down, sideways, mm-hmm. shattered, inside out. Totally. Yeah. Um, okay. This last little bit, uh, and thank you for that. Cause that was fucking brilliant. Like the way you put it all together was fucking 
perfect. I couldn't have, uh, I couldn't have said it better my, myself. And it's, <laughs> and it sounds so much better coming from you. Um, this last piece is something new I've been doing. It's called the burner. It's like 10, I don't know, 12 questions. It's okay. they're, they're like, uh, you don't have to rapid fire them, but you okay. know, we'll just move through them fast. Yeah. It's more fun. It's kind of, it's, it's more personal, right? Okay. There's some personal stuff in there. It's not that bad. Well, trust me. Um, but, uh, would you like to go through the burner or would you like to decline? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, question one, name something you wish men would stop doing. Asking what I'm looking for. <laughs> okay. Oh, and asking for my Snapchat. I can't fucking stand Snapchat. Oh yeah. Gross. I hate, I hate Snapchat. Yeah. It's yeah. so gross. It's like a baby's toy. It's like, it's, what are, what I just are these don't buttons? get it. Well, <laughs> yeah. I think it's younger guys, I think too, because it's like they grew up with it and they're like, um, they're like, oh, well, like asking for your number is too personal. I'm like, motherfucker, I went to college with a flip phone. Like I've gave my phone number out to all kinds of people. I can block whoever I want on an iPhone. I don't care if you have my number. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> I know. I know my number is everywhere. Like, right. Especially if I get one more call about a car car warranty of a car that I don't even own anymore, I'm going to like lose my mind. I'm like, if they're calling me nonstop, I'm like, you can text me. No big deal. (laughs) Yeah. That's definitely a scam. Um, question two, name something you wish women would stop doing. (sighs) Doing the, what I said before about the filters and the over Mm. makeup on dating apps. I just, I hear it so much. It drives me crazy. And it's like, I, you know, I, like I said, I appreciate the art, but it's just like, you can't, you know, cry about it when guys are not happy about what you actually look like (laughs) question three name something that you wish you would stop doing um dating red flags it's like i literally my dating life if it had a name it would be capture the flag like that's that's nice i love i love a red flag (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in one sentence, uh, this is tricky. In one sentence, give us your thoughts on the Will Smith situation. One sentence. Um, <laughs> so it might be more than a sentence, but oh, yeah, it's um, definitely going to be. We're already past. Yeah, that. I, <laughs> I get where he was coming from. I just don't agree with it. That's okay. Well, I said. think it was well wrong said. place, wrong time. So yeah, we just had to throw it in there because it's current and sort of yeah. current. Whatever. I just, we don't need to talk about it because everybody's just like just got, just drilling down so hard on it. Everyone yeah. sucks. Um. Okay. Um. <laughs> what is the perfect amount of thirst traps to post per week? Oh, you're asking the wrong one. I'll post a thirst trap every day if I'm feeling myself. Okay. I, yeah, like, good. Or multiple times a day. I mean, Fuck not necessarily yeah. on my Instagram feed, but like stories like, oh yeah, like there's times where I'm posting one every day. So I think if you're feeling yourself, then go for it. You know? Hell yeah. Dude, post it every fucking 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I wish more people should feel themselves. I feel like everyone feels like they look like shit or they hate themselves. Like, fuck that. Let's just, everyone should just post the craziest shit as, as much as they can all the, until they feel better. Oh, care. yeah. People look at me all the time and they're just like, I can't believe you post that. And it's like, I always like put it in perspective for people. I'm like, I used to be 400 pounds. I look disgusting. And so, yeah, I'm going to take advantage now that I look great. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, d- I have my days, you know, like where I feel like shit, but it's like, you know, I'm like, yeah, if I'm feeling good, I'm going to post it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we all do. We all have those fucking days. Um, yeah. Okay, tell us a secret. Oh, I don't really have any secrets, mm, I feel that's like. That's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> 
That's a lie. Um, I mean, I literally feel like I share everything on my podcast. I like okay. I just talked about me having chlamydia. I don't think I really do have any secrets. <laughs> twice. Well, we I got, could, we, I got yeah. COVID. I got COVID after I got chlamydia twice. Believe it or not. I <laughs> oh, like in the same time frame. I mean, like within like it was within I think a year and a half. But like, yeah, I got co- chlamydia twice before I got COVID. So <laughs> not really oh. a secret. I talked about it, but it's like yeah, that's just like funny to people because they're just like, what the fuck? Especially being in Florida because um. You know, we didn't really shut down at all. <laughs> <laughs> right, for sure. Um, okay, if a train leaves Boston at 1 p.m. carrying 100 pounds of apples and makes four stops on the way to Chicago, do you have anxiety right now? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Um, what is your dream threesome scenario? Celebrities, historical figures, dead or alive, doesn't matter. Hmm, that's a tough one. It's very um, tough. I would definitely say Pete Davidson for obvious reasons because I just have to like see what the hype is about. Okay. Um, and the third would be hmm, who am I obsessed with right now? I feel like there's just like so many celebrities that I love. Um, I would say Michael B. Jordan. He's hot. He's yeah, like, I feel like. Right. That's I like he his the tie like he dresses nice like there's just everything about him I like so those would be my two I guess <laughs> yeah yeah um okay uh this one I stole from Pornhub <laughs> perfect length of time to have sex mm. like are you counting foreplay with it or um just, like no. actual penetration penetration um oh I mean. I, I, you know, I had this conversation with someone the other day and he was, this guy was like, oh yeah, one of my friends was like going for like hours. And I was like that. No, I said, if it's getting more than like 30 minutes, I'm like, I'm, I'm out. My ADD is kicking in. I'm thinking about the grocery list I need to make. And like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like foreplay though, like that's fun because you can keep like doing all different things, but like, yeah, actual penetrative sex, like more than, I don't even 20 minutes is like, I'm just like, all right, get off me. Like fucking get it over with. Like, let's speed this up. Like, (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, um, some some people. I feel like that on Pornhub, the answer is always uh, somewhere between like seven minutes and like two hours or something. Whatever. I so, mean, that's so extreme. If you're if yeah. I'm getting thirty minutes, I, literally, I'm like, because I just posted a meme the other day because I had said this and I happened to see the meme that like validated what I said. I was if a guy if a if a woman says to a guy, come for me. She's bored. Like you got, you got to speed it up and just like we're done, we're out. You know, because it's like yeah. women know too. It's like especially if it's like with a newer partner, and you don't like you don't really feel comfortable kind of like critiquing them yet. It's like you just say that shit to be like, all right, like I know I'm not gonna come. Like let's end this. Yeah, <laughs> like sure. I got things to do. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, for me, it's like I always take forever with sex it's just that's just how i've always been but over time i can kind of like i don't know with that person i can sort of learn to be you know have quickies or whatever i think it depends too like i've hooked up with a lot of guys recently who are just like oh like 
I like they'll preface it in the beginning of like, hey, it takes me a really long time to come. And sometimes I can't because I have to like actually be like emotionally connected with the person. Like, so they're just basically like a stunt cock for like whatever. But it's like, (laughs) which is fine. But it's like at the same time, it's like if you're going to do that, like you definitely need to make sure that the girl like actually comes because like girls can sit there like we can have an orgasm and like still like keep going and it like feels good because it's like, you know, especially if it's like rougher and whatever. But like. Yeah, it's um yeah, there's like a fine fine line though. <laughs> okay. Um final question. Okay. Say something to one of your exes. Uh get therapy. <laughs> Perfect. Boom. That was it. That was the burner. You made That's it you made it through. My exes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Blanket statement. Yeah. Stephanie Smith, uh, thank you so much for being here. This is a fucking blast. Where can people find you? Where can people find the podcast? So the podcast is called Dirty Blondes, and it's available on Apple, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, My website is dirtyblondespodcast.com, so you can listen to it there as well. I have a merch store, so I have T-shirts and just the kind of funny things on there that you can purchase. Um, on Instagram and all social media, my username is Dirty Blondes Pod. So go follow me there if you want to follow my crazy life. <laughs> you guys, it's worth it. It's a fucking fun show. She's a fun person. You're incredible. Thank you so much for fucking being here. I love this. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. We'll talk soon. All right. <laughs> Huge thank you to Stephanie Smith. I had a blast with her on the show. If you guys are having a blast with Sex Party and you're listening on platforms like Apple and Spotify, you can subscribe. You don't have to. Uh, It would be lovely if you would subscribe. I would appreciate that greatly. You can also leave a review. Helps the show out a ton. If you're uh, watching on YouTube, yo, how you doing? Uh, You can subscribe on YouTube. You can like the video. You can comment. It helps a lot when you do, um, you're helping the show grow. And I appreciate that very, very much. Um, as always, you guys can send me a DM on Instagram. You could reach out in the comments on Instagram. Love ya. See you next week. Thanks for listening. The party continues next week. Click subscribe and let's make this a regular thing. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at sexpartyfm. Follow Dustin at Dustin Ribka.